begins by Yehra Elab Hashem Be'eloine Mamrei V'hu Yoyshev Pesach HaOyel K'choim Hayoyim Kodesh Baruch Hu comes to Avrom Ovinu Be'eloine Mamrei and Avrom is sitting by the door of his tent K'choim Hayoyim So Chazal tell us that HaKodesh Baruch Hu created the hottest day in history 150 degrees in the shade 100% humidity nobody is out and Avram is sitting by his tent an old man recuperating from surgery that he performed without anesthesia on himself so Hashem comes to be Mevakechoylem all of a sudden, Avram lifts up his eyes and he sees. There's three people standing there. Avram doesn't know they're Malachim. They look like three Arabs. Vayar, Pasuk says again a second time. Vayar, he sees them. So he goes to greet them. And he bows down by Yoimer and he says, Adonai, my masters. I find favor in your eyes. Do me a teva, don't leave, don't pass by. Come into my house. And he invites them in, he gives them a whole geshmaka meal. So first you have to understand. Avram Avinu, he's the man. He just defeated the mightiest kings in the world. He's going to have his picture on the cover of Time magazine, Rolling Stone magazine. He's the man. And three, three people come to him, three Arabs, and he bows down. He says, my masters. How do you understand this Hanhaga? They're his masters. He's the greatest man in the world of the time. And he runs out to them, my masters, please don't pass the tent of your humble servant. So how do you understand Avram's reaction? So the emesis is a Gemara in Mesechtas Kedushin. The Gemara in Kedushin tells over that there were a couple of Tanoim by the Chasna of Rab Gamliel's son. 
And so Rabbi Gamliel was offering drinks. So he goes over to Rabbi Yeshua, or he goes over to, to, to Rabbi Lozer Dachzachmir, and he says, uh, would you like a drink? So Rabbi Lozer doesn't take it. Rabbi Lozer says, I'm going to take a drink from the great Rav Gamliel. You're going to serve me? So he goes to Rabbi Yeshua. He says, Rabbi Yeshua, would you like a drink? So he says, sure. And Rabbi Gamliel pours him a drink. So Rabbi Lozer says to Rabbi Yeshua, Maze Yeshua, Yeshua, what kind of chutzpah? How do you let the great Rav Gamliel serve you? So Rabbi Yeshua says, what's the problem? Avram Avinu served the Arabs. I'm not an Arab, and he ain't the Avram Avinu, so what's the problem? Let Rav Gamliel serve me. Why can't he serve me? So comes along Rav Tzaduk, and Rav Tzaduk says, what are you guys hacking a cup? What are you talking about Avram and the Arabs and Gamliel? Who puts the food on your table? Who gives you the teeth to eat it? He gives you the, who gives you the digestive system to consume it, to digest it? HaKadosh Baruch Did anybody say I'm not eating because it's pastish that Hashem should serve me? We're going to go on hunger strikes. We don't want God serving us. But Hashem serves us all the time. This world is one big hotel. And the Abish just serves us. So Rabbi Tzaddik says, what's the problem if Rabbi Gamaliel serves from Yeshua, HaGadosh Baruch Hu serves us. So what do you learn from this Gemara? That when you're serving another people, another person, you're imitating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Chazal say, G'day l'achnos as'archim mikabol Greater is hospitality than kabol as'pineshchina. So I want to ask you, how many guys over here have been mekabel pnei shechina? Maybe by Kiddush Levona you say that we're me mekabel the shechina. But how many people have a private conversation, you're talking face to face with God? That's, that's less than a life, once in a lifetime experience. How many people experience that? You're talking face to face with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. And yet you're going to tell me it's better to have guests? So Uncle Shloimi, you will come next week. Who cares? This week I'm talking to God. What's the big deal about hospitality? So Avraham Avinu was telling us, you know why it's so chashev? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avraham Avinu was saying, Rebbeinu Shalaylam, excuse me, I have visitors. I know we're talking, but I have better things to do. So he leaves Hashem and he takes care of the visitors because he's saying, it's great to talk to you, Hashem. But I want to be like you. So he runs to the visitors because he says, I'd rather act like Hashem than talk to Hashem. And we have Avroma Venus DNA within us. So we have to be like HaKadosh Baruch Hu also. To a certain extent, we have the Midas of Avroma Vinu. Now there's another Nakuda that you have to know. The Mishnah says a person should say, Bishvili Nivra Ha'olam. We spoke about this, I think, earlier this year. 
a person who say the world was created for me. Now that doesn't mean that all the beer in the world is just for me. It doesn't mean that all the clothing in the world is just for me. What it means is if it's my world, I have to take care of it. I have to care about it. Now let's say you took care of the world. You found a real solution for Corona, for COVID. Nobody has to wear a mask anymore, no matter where. It's finished. You took care of it all. Then you solved all the problems in the world. There's no more fighting. Then you saved the whales. And you dealt with global warming. And you took care of the ozone layer. You took care of all the problems in the world. What would you feel like? You'd feel like God. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to do. Take care of the world. It's your world, take care of it. And that's what we learned from Avraham Avinu. He goes to these people and says, My masters, I'm here to serve you. Because if I'm here to serve you, I'm like God. But if I let you serve me, if I, let, if I take advantage of you, I'm the furthest thing from God possible. So there was a miser with a yid. I said this over in the past, I think. His name was Rabbin Yomin Feist. He was Nifter, I think, the year before I came to Lakewood. We're talking ancient history. Now, he was a Yid who was crippled. He lived his life in a wheelchair. Ribschneer Cutler invited him to live out the last few years of his life in Lakewood. So when he was Nifter, the Leviah took place in Lakewood. After the Leviah, the Bachrim and the Yeshiva are walking out of the funeral home. And there's this big black fellow with a big Afro hairdo. Crying like a baby. He's got a white yarmulke on top of his head. And he's crying like a baby. So they said to him, did you know Rabbi Feist? So he said, I know Rabbi Feist. And he says, let me tell you about Rabbi Feist. So he said, Rabbi Feist grew up in a very bad neighborhood in New York. And he says, you know, we divided up the turf in the neighborhood. And I had my houses that I was able to, to rob. And nobody messed with my turf. So one morning I'm doing apartments, looking for some money. And I get into this apartment, there was nothing to steal. Nothing! Finally I opened up one closet, I found the tape recorder. So I took the tape recorder, I'm running out of the front door, all of a sudden I hear a voice behind me. Wait, wait, it won't work without the cord! I turn around and there's this Jew in a wheelchair, wheeling after me with the cord. He says, it won't work without the cord, wait, I'll give you the cord. So I didn't know what hit me, I stopped and he gives me the cord. And then he says, 
What did you eat for breakfast today? I said, I didn't have breakfast today. He says, come, let me give you breakfast. The next thing I know, I'm sitting in the guy's kitchen eating the worst breakfast I ever ate. And then he turns to me, he says, so why do you steal? I said, well, I got to bring home the bread because otherwise if my wife ain't fed, she's going to take off my head and I'll probably be dead. So he, he, he gets on the phone, he's talking in Yiddish to somebody, and then he hangs up, he says to me, I got you a job. Tomorrow morning, 47th Street, you'll be there 6 o'clock in the morning, you have a job. I was there 5 o'clock in the morning like a kid on the first day of school. I changed my life. I became a worker, then I became a manager, I became the foreman, I make a living, I pay taxes, I have a family. And you are asking me if I knew Rabbi Feist. Now believe me, Rabbi Yomin Feist never heard anybody say black lives matter. But to him, the Yesoid was all lives matter. Because he was a Yid who cared for the world because he was a child of Avraham Avinu. There's more. You look through the Parsha. It says about Avram Avinu Kiseder, Vayar Vayorotz Likrosom Ipesach Oil. Vayimahir Avram Oyelo. Belaboko Rotz Avraham. Avraham's running around. You gotta understand, he was 100 years old right after Brismila. And he's running. You look next week's Pasha by Rivka, she's feeding this guy's camels. And she's running back and forth. What does running mean? Ruts. What does the word ruts come from? Rutsoing. When you're eager to do something, you run to do it. You'll notice when it's time for shear, everybody runs to the classroom. When it's time for lunch, nobody's interested. They walk very slowly. People run to what they're excited about. You have a chance to play ball. People walk there. Who's interested? Tonight, say the guys are charging in like crazy. A Rebbe walks in. He's attacked. So running is a way of showing an eagerness. That's a nekuda that belongs to Klal Yisrael. An eagerness to do chesed. There was a Meridik Amaisa. There was a girl who left her family. She was, grew up in Eretz Yisrael in a from Meridik family. She threw everything away. She married a guy. She totally left Yiddishkeit. She had a son. Grew up assuming he was just a regular guy. He had a job in a restaurant. He noticed that at the end of the day, there's a lot of food the restaurant throws out. So he said to the owner, what are you doing? Why are you throwing out that food? He says, I can't use it. So he says, do you mind if I take it? He says, do you want to take it? Take it. So this guy would take the food, 
left over from the restaurant, he would go to the bus station where many homeless people hung out, and every night he would serve them a whole supper. He set it up, he had a smorgasbord, whatever it was, and he would serve supper to all the homeless people. And he noticed that one guy never took any food. So one day he says to him, why don't you eat? You're sitting here, you have no food, why don't you take food? So he said to him, because you're a Jew and I hate Jews and I'm not going to take any of your lousy food. So he said, how did you get, what are you talking about? Who says I'm a Jew? He says, the kindness that you are performing is only possible for a Jew. No non-Jew would do what you're doing. You got to be Jewish and I'm not going to eat your food. So the guy goes and he asks his mother, am I Jewish? And he finds out that he's Takayid. So he looked into it. Now he's learning in Kailul and B'nai Barak with 14 children. But the Emmys is only a Yid would do that. That's what, that's what this guy says. Now, mind you, there are plenty of organizations that serve food. It's not just a Jewish idea to serve the hungry. But perhaps what he meant was the rutzen to do it, the eagerness, the love that you demonstrate is a Jewish, is a Jewish trait. In the rest of the world, people do what they have to do because they feel sorry for people. By you, it's different. And the question is, where does this come from? This love for chesed of Avraham Avinu, the ability to be somebody who cares so much. Where does it come from? A blazer shachs is a moyudikazach. It says in the Pasuk twice, Vayar. Vayar v'hinei shloisha anoshim. And then again, Vayar v'yoretz likrosim. Zokter of Shach. What's the pshat? One Vayar is he saw them. But the other Vayar means what made Avram the great person is he's able to see beyond himself. To see beyond your own self-centered perspective and look and see other people and understand them and care for them and worry about them. That is what Avraham Avinu was. And that's the godless of any yid who's about chesed. To look beyond yourself and not just be a selfish, self-centered person. Chazoni says, someone once asked him, what's a great person? I figured he would say someone who has a chas 200 times. That a great person is someone who looks beyond himself. Rav Shkop in the Akdoma to the Shari Yosher says, the Mishnah says, Imanila atzmi mo'ani. Poshit Pshad, if I'm only here for myself, what am I? So he touches up the word ani means me. But me can mean a lot of things. Me can mean me. It can mean my family. It can mean my yeshiva. It can mean my city. It can mean Klal Yisrael. Who is the definition of who you are? 
Are you just Ani, just you yourself? Or is your Ani much bigger? Do you see beyond yourself is the orbit that surrounds you include other people? That's greatness. Being able to look and see what other people need, to care for other people. So we have another flop this, this week. It's not Feldheim's list of perfection, but first, love other people. Flop. First, love other people. There was a Misa. There were two sisters in the concentration camp. And they both watched out for each other. And one of them was a big tzaddikus. She spent her time worrying about everybody else. She got involved, she worked in the infirmary, and she was able to take care of other people who were there. And there was one girl who was very sick. And so this girl took her sweater that she was wearing in the cold, the brutal cold that was there in the concentration camp, and she gave it to this other girl so that maybe when there's a selection, she'll get a little bit better and have more color, and she won't get killed. When her sister saw her, he said, what did you do with your sweater? Where's your sweater? How can you live without a sweater over here? So she said, I gave it away. So her sister said, doesn't it say, Chayecha Koitmin? So she said, that is my Chayecha. My Chayecha, my life is taking care of somebody else. I'm not poskening you should do that. But it's a Hargosha. But somebody else is important. I care for, that's my life, is somebody else's reality. So don't be self-centered. See beyond yourself. Sometimes somebody needs a little bit of recognition. Somebody might need a smile. Someone might need a friend. Somebody might need somebody to ask, how are you? What's doing? People are lonely. People need somebody to care for them. You can be that kind of a person. It doesn't take much. But start to notice other people. Think about that you're not the only bocher in the yeshiva or in the world. There are other people who have maybe issues, who have challenges, who have needs, who have emotions, who have feelings. Say an elder Yid would walk into the yeshiva and sit in the back of the base medrash. Would as many people hang around him as they hang around Alexandro, whatever his name is, or BJ or Tommy? Or he's not popular, so he, he's not important. He's just a Yid sitting in the back. But Alejandro, he's cool. How much do we care about other people? The Bachar who told over, he wanted to learn the yeshiva of Grodna. Grodna was the yeshiva of Shimon Shkup. To learn by Shimon Shkup in Grodna, you had to be a shtikle lamdin, you had to get fahed, you had to know your stuff. This Bachar went, his parents had no money, he walked from his town to Grodna. 
So he walks for a week, schlepping along, trying to make it to the yeshiva to get Faher to get accepted into the yeshiva. And he's thinking the whole time he's chazering the Gemara and he's chazering and chazering and he's thinking what he's going to ask me, what's he going to ask me? He's going to ask me this, he's going to ask me that, he's going to ask this kasha, that kasha. Finally gets to Grodna. Goes to the Rosh Yeshiva's house, he knocks on the door, Shimon opens the door. He looks at the Bukhar. The Bukhar says, what can, what can I do for you? The Bukhar says, I came, I want to come to the Yeshiva, I came to get fahered. Shreb Shimon looks at him and he says, let me ask you two questions. And the Bukhar is thinking, okay, here comes the question. What is the Ktsoi saying? This is the Shita. And he says, my first question is, when was the last time you had a meal? And the Bukhar says, about a week ago. Rabbi Shimon says, come. He says, my Rebbe not home, but I'll do the best I can. And he cooks him up supper. And he sits him down and he serves him. And he serves him a second portion. Then he says, okay, now my second question. Bukhar says, okay, now, here it comes. Come it up. He says, when was the last time you slept in a bed? The Bukhar says, I don't remember. He says, come with me. And he puts him in his own bed and covers him up and puts him to sleep. The next morning, the Bukhar goes over to Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon says, you're accepted into the yeshiva. You did very well on your fahir. The Bukhar said, I went through the Holocaust. I lost my family. I lost everything. I don't remember even necessarily what I learned. But I'll never forget Reb Shimon's two kashas. Those kashas kept me warm and loved the entire Holocaust. Because Reb Shimon saw beyond himself. <coughs> he didn't just see a bach who wants to come to my yeshiva. He saw there's a bach who's hungry. Yaakov Galinsky says over a similar maisa. Beginning of World War II, Rab Chaim Oizer Grodzinski, the Godelador, had all the yeshivas that, that could have them come to Vilna. So Yaakov Galinsky got somebody to get him a, an audience with Rab Chaim Oizer. He came in early in the morning, there were 30 people waiting online to talk to Rab Chaim Oizer. Somebody, they got him in. And he had chazer the whole night. He was learning Yavamas. Kamishos and Nosim, Tzorosayim, 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 etc. So he's chazering over Yavamas back and forth. He's going to be fahered on Yavamas. Chaim, oh, he's the God of the going to fahered him on Yavamas. What the Arab, Kamishos and Nosim, Tzoros, all that. He comes to him, Chaim, Chaim, says, I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your parents? He says, I don't know where. So my second question, do you have a blanket? And then he says, pick up your pants, I want to see your shoes. Bianca Galinsky said in Navardic, we used to say about our shoes, Kulam Ahuvim, Kulam Bruin, Machulam Poischim Espihem. Those were the shoes we had. Chaim Oizi gave me money, he says, go to the shoe store and buy yourself a new pair of shoes, and this is your house, and this is your home, whenever you want it. 
Galinsky started to cry. He said, I thought he would ask me about Tzoroseyim, but Tzoros, Tzoroseyim, he was only concerned about my Tzoros. Chaim Moise had the whole cloud Yisrael on his shoulders. But he was worried about this Bocher's problems. About every Bocher's problems. His greatness was he saw beyond himself. So we have to see beyond ourselves. When they serve food in the dining room, think about the fact that there may be 10 other Bochum online. So when you take your scrambled eggs, consider how many other Bochum didn't get yet. And when you leave the table, think about whether, if I leave my mess on the table, maybe it's not appetizing for somebody else. Clean up the table. Doesn't have to be done by Alejandro. He's busy talking to Bachrin. Many things we can show more sensitivity to other people. There was a Yid who was a, a guard in one of the schools in Eretz Yisrael. Well, he stood guard outside the building. After a while, he shows up one day with a yarmulke. Asked him, Mapito, what happened? He says, There was one kid in the yeshiva that every morning he would say hello to me. Every night he would thank me. I said to myself, If this is the way a Jewish child is raised, then I want to find out more about Yiddishkeit. He went to a few seminars and his family became Shoimitairu Mitzvahs. Because one kid was able to see beyond himself and see here's a guy who comes every day, stands over there like a golem, guarding the yeshiva. Maybe he wants a little recognition. So somebody said hello to him every day. And somebody said good night to him every night. And he changed his life. There was a Yid, Rebel Yol Dushnitzer. He was the mashkiach in the Lomji yeshiva. The Chazoinish said about him he was one of the Lamed of Tzadikim of his time. B'chaim Kanievsky published his Sefer Nachlas Eliyahu. B'chaim writes in the Hakdoma a Maisa about Rebel Yod Dushnitzer. He said the Maisa was it was Erev Yom Kippur right before Kol Nidre. All the Bochum in the Yeshiva are ready for the davening, for Yom Kippur, for Kol Nidre, everybody is excited and pumped up. Yom Kippur is here. And there was a friar bocher outside the yeshiva sitting somewhere, eating garinim, just watching. And all of a sudden, Rebel Yol Dushnisa shows up. He's wearing a kittel with his talus. Outside of the yeshiva, attached to the yeshiva wall, there were six bathrooms, six stalls. And all of a sudden he sees, well, Yo goes into one stall, he's there for a while, comes out, he goes into the next one. He's there for a while, he goes to the next one. He's there for a while, he goes to the next one. Till he goes to all the six or seven stalls that were there. So the Bacha didn't know from Derek Heretz. He goes over to me, he says, Rabbi, one bathroom's not enough for you. So Yo Dush is so very nice, he says to him, no, let me explain. Tonight is Yom Kippur. 
And the guy in charge probably was very busy today, so I thought maybe he didn't tear toilet paper for everybody to use. So I went into the bathroom, I saw it, I was right. Nobody had torn the toilet paper for Yontiv. So I was busy tearing it in each one of the stalls so that everybody would have what they need for tomorrow. The Bacha was so blown away that this old man was worried about somebody else to the degree that he would be tearing toilet paper, Arab Yom Kippur. With tears in his eyes, he said, Rabbi, teach me. Teach me to be like you. Jeremiah Yo said, come with me. Sit by me on Yom Kippur. The Bacha put on a yarmulke. He sat next to Rebel Yo, the whole Yom Kippur. Became from, he was involved in Kiriv Rechoikim. In Fishtetzach, he lives in Bnei Brak with 14 children. We're all children of Avroma Vinu. We have the DNA of Avroma Vinu. And we have it within ourselves to make ourselves great people by seeing beyond our Dalad Amas and worrying about somebody else. To be less self-centered, less worried about ourselves, and more concerned about the next person. And if we do that, we care for each other, we'll be zoiche to rebuild the base Hamigdush that was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. And by having love for other Yidin, we maybe will be zoiche that in Yetz Hashem will become Taka Emesa, Talmidim of Avraham Avinu, children of Avraham Avinu, and will be Zoyche to the Binyan Beis Hamigdash very soon.